0: Take us away,
1: uh, uh, take it away,
2: Ern. I'm Ern. Okay, thanks, Ern. Next stop, King's
0: Landing. Woo. Perfect. That's our next
1: stop. Next all stop of the King's traffic
0: Landing. on the Kings Road to land here.
1: Guys, it's so nice to be back here, isn't it? Premiere day for another season of. You don't Game. sound
0: excited enough, Eric. Uh,
1: oh, 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 oh. Do oh, it again. Oh, wood, wood.
0: Premier Everyone's, day! It's premiere day. Everyone's listening. Do it again. Be loud, dance, throw, uh, shake maracas, play castanets. <laughs>
1: there we go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Game of Thrones. Eric <laughs> is singing. Mike is
0: listening to us quietly. It is premiere day. It is <laughs> premiere
1: day.
2: <laughs> Only Eric can intro a show like that, so yeah. I figured... Step back, let him do his thing. You guys
1: don't know how much I was paid just to do that little bit right there. (laughs) No, you don't. It's pretty pretty. – I'm pretty happy with it. Five cents? Five Uh, stars. Yeah, a nickel goes a long way. I'm very old-fashioned in that way.
0: Well, I have to give credit where credit's due. We were speaking about recording the Friday episode this week, and Micah was like, why don't we do something else? And the idea sprouted into what's happening right now. This is your companion for the premiere day. We know that it's hard. We know that it's ridiculously hard. And we want to do whatever we can to help. So we're releasing the show now, today on Sunday, as you wait only hours before the premiere of the first episode of season four, Two Swords, Two
1: Swords, Two Swords. <laughs> Two swords. <laughs> well, I know that my premiere is going to be spent uh, with just a handful of friends, the mm-hmm. new Game of Thrones Fire Nail Red, Fire and Blood Red Ale, and uh, that's it. Just just a, a handful of, of buddies around a TV. That
0: is it. That's all.
1: That's all in in my, in my living room. Uh, On a non-HD TV, of all things. Wow, that's crazy. 40 inches or so. I can't really get rid of it um, because it's just too heavy to throw out the window. Um, Oh, yeah, that's a big-ass
2: TV. That's going to (laughs) be...
1: That's going to be my my viewing experience. What do you? What I don't you even know how
2: doing? you got it into your apartment, by the way. Uh, but that's, that's a story for another. Oh yeah, you the told that story. Piano movers. I had told. I told.
1: I've told, <laughs> told it on this show to two guys. Yeah, you did. Actually, one strapped it to his back. The other spotted him down a spiral staircase. It's excellent. But what what, what are you guys doing for the premiere then tonight?
0: Micah, you've seen it probably in better substance than I have because I had the review copy from ages ago. So the visual effects weren't even finished in some parts. Oh wow. It was smaller than uh, a normal size of the screen. Like a, the, the resolution was low, much lower than what you probably saw in Brooklyn, or maybe equal because you were so far away from the screen. So actually, no, we might I was, be equal. I was
2: close, first of all. Secondly, oh, okay. it was a big screen. So <laughs> oh, I
0: forget you had the good seats, yes. Yes,
2: uh, you were very nice in hooking me up with those, uh, that ticket. Thank Literally you. right in front, in the center, on the floor, where the basketball team would normally be playing. So, so were
1: you looking straight up was at good. the uh, – Were you looking straight up at Straight TV? ahead. Straight ahead. Oh, straight ahead. Okay.
2: At the TV, yes. It was a massive – It was the same TV living room, 500-inch H- plasma <laughs> screen.
1: It was the scoreboard, right? Like normally?
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a projection screen.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, every time someone was killed, the buzzer went off. <laughs> right, right, right.
2: <laughs> all right. Hey, no no Let's back in no this conversation. All yeah, right. yeah, Eric so was asking us how we're going to we watch doing? things. Uh well, right now, I mean, I don't have any big plans to watch it. I, I think what you're doing uh, sounds like a lot of fun, Eric, and I hope to do more of that uh, in the future. There's actually a bar in New York City called Professor Tom's that has viewing parties every week, and I've heard it's a lot of fun, but I also heard it gets very crowded and you have to get there early. Uh, um, so I don't oh, think – that sounds horrible. <laughs> you you got
1: to hang out with uh, Darth Rachel and the lunch yeah. people. Uh, I forget their mm-hmm. their group name that they said.
0: The Lunchkins.
1: L- the... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's going to be so upset if we don't. Fire and them. lunch. It's Something. moot. Fi- fire and lunch. Right. Thank fire you. Fire and lunch. Uh, yeah. You got to hang out with them more often, and uh, you know, go up to Cooperstown. I'm sure they screen it. Uh, the Brewery Amagans people. So.
2: Right. You're getting off topic here. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I do plan on watching it again. I, I have to take my notes, and I have to make sure that I'm watching carefully. I think one thing that I can do which I won't have the luxury of doing with other episodes before we record our review podcast, is to actually look for some different things that maybe I didn't catch the first time around. I do have my notes from Barclays Center, so I'm, I'm going to do double duty here. I'm going to take another series of notes. I'm going to watch very closely. Uh, I, I really enjoyed episode one, so uh, I hope to enjoy it again. And I will have some of the new uh, Fire and Blood Red Ale uh, I bought some yesterday. Ah, Went to the nice. uh, the local package store here in uh good old Long Island.
1: Uh of course you're talking about um or you you should refrigerate it.
2: Or I can take a beer glass and chill it in the freezer and then pour it in. Next level skills, Eric.
1: Wow. Next I'm, level. I'm blown away by your connoisseurship. Um, to everyone
0: listening that is underage, you can do the same thing with root beer, but make it <laughs> off draft because draft root beer is so good. I love it. It tastes like vanilla, straight vanilla. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many
2: people are underage that are listening. I'm I'm sure there's a huge fan base for Game of Thrones under 21, but
0: I think I'm going to try to do the same thing that you're doing, Eric. I haven't thought about it until right now. Maybe I should prepare those kinds of things a little bit better. But um, I think I'm going to try to do something fun for it tomorrow night. It, it, whatever we do, it's got to be, you know, in a controlled environment enough for us to visit Goo only minutes after it airs. So,
2: and I'm looking forward to recording right afterwards and also still having some beer to drink. I think we should drink while we record this episode. That
1: sounds like a terrible idea. I
2: have some left, I could do that, but I kind of felt
0: like saving it for a special occasion. I mean, that's what's, true. what's so special about recording the first episode of season
2: four. You should save it for a wedding. <laughs> okay, how's that? All right. I hear there's one coming up. <laughs> this particular episode, I think we're going to really take a look at what we want to see, not just in season four, but what we're looking forward to in episode one. We know the title. We got a description. There's been a lot of talk, particularly about the first couple of episodes and how they really deliver. I've seen a lot of reviews, and we did ask the listeners what they're most looking forward to, uh, and we got a ton of tweets uh, that we're gonna read and respond to throughout the course of the show. Uh, now, where do we start i mean if if we kind of went through the map, so to speak of of Westeros and we're looking at all the different characters that we left last season you know the the condition that we left them in the the physical place that we've left them in, who are we really looking forward to here? We can start with John, John has made it back to the wall. He was in a little bit of a bad shape last time, I and mean, he got shot a few times with arrows right, uh, when yeah. he arrived Ooh, back there, so that uncertain fate though one would think uh not not many people talked about that, but he was shot. I mean everybody assumed that he was okay just because he, <laughs> he fell was off on the red horse carpet. and yeah, well, that did. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I'm saying, oh no, yeah
0: absolutely no, I mean a grit can can shaft a a rabbit through the eye from two hundred yards away and she filled John with three arrows, so certainly there's some kind of issue to to follow, but i I think at the end of the day he's gonna be
2: fine and in the arms of Samuel Tarley, we all know yeah. that
1: he has to uh, sit the iron throne one day, so do we oh yeah, Everybody at least for that. a photo opportunity <laughs> <laughs> all the people who haven't read uh no that john snow is going to sit the iron throne uh huh okay <laughs> that's
2: a popular theory i i will uh give you that uh but you know, let's let's take a look though for john we've seen a lot of previews we've seen a lot of trailers there's a lot of fighting going on at the wall uh so yes he he made it through um uh, being pierced by arrows uh but what lies in front of him you're know, returning to the wall and specifically with some of the brothers of the Night's Watch, he has forsaken his vows. You know, he has killed Half Halfhand, he became a member of the Wildlings for a while, and now he's back, and he knows that Mance Raider and his army is marching. He knows that the White Walkers are, quote-unquote, alive uh, and well, and... This seems like a lot for him to have to contend with this upcoming season.
1: You know, this is just, if I can state overly to answer your question about what I'm looking forward to uh, in season four or tonight's premiere, is just the in characterness of the show. And this sounds elementary, right? The actors can act. But the fact that this conflict even exists and is portrayed so really on screen that, oh no, his brothers are, you know, he took a vow and this, that, the other thing. It's right. so fun to watch in the world and see. This is what I was, the reason I, I'm saying this now is because I recently have been rewatching season three and you're just going through it and he's up north, uh, you know, in the White Walkers. Sam is running through the snow and you're just like, man, there's real like conflict here. There's real sense of danger in this world. You forget how good it looks if you just take some time away from the show as we did That's over, true. over the break and really just how well polished this show is, how Good the acting is constantly how good the the scene is set how good it looks man I'm telling you really that's what I'm looking forward to most is new stuff that looks just as good as the old stuff um, well
0: you're in for a treat man
1: I I cannot wait for the effects the new characters just because when a new character comes in in the show it's like uh, I'm thinking most recently of Barristan who was uh, who came in in season season three premiere um, he just shows up and you're just like man here's another puzzle piece to this greater scheme of the narrative that's going through. And you just feel like you're in such good hands with Benioff and Weiss and their adaptation of the books. And the fact that I haven't read, you know, we know that Zach and I have not read, we've stayed away from book three and all the books after it as best we could. Um, Really just, this show is how the two of us, versus the two of you, Micah and and Selena, who's not with us today, this is how we get to know about what is to come. And there's no more exciting fact than that, that this is how we are seeing this story, is is visually and looking as beautiful as it does with these actors. So Jon Snow, I'm sure he'll have a great season, so will Sam. But just the fact that they can worry about whether or not he'll lose his head because he left his brothers is, is, is really just awesome. And the fact that it's part of a larger story with all these other larger conflicts is awesome. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: it's really great that John and Sam are going to seemingly come together in this after their time in the land of the free people. So how would they be changed, and how will that affect them and their interactions at the wall? Because we haven't really seen Castle Black proper for such a long time. So going back with this restored budget, I kind of wrote about some of this as general as I can on Wicnet recently this week because it's a lot to take in when you're, when you're seeing what's been done so far in season four, but really, Eric, what you just said is, is mirrored so much because they know all of those facts and they know that the people are just as excited as you are and they understand the feeling of adapting this book to the screen and trying to make it the best that they possibly can. So I think with what happened at the very end of season three and, and this like rising level of popularity going forward to the show, the pressure was so much harder now to adapt these next parts so specifically. So I think that you can really see the the level of detail in
2: that because the pressure is really, really on. Yeah. It's uh, going to be a, an exciting season at the wall. Uh, I think that that's very much clear from the trailers and how that's all going to play itself out. We're just going to have to wait and see. As you Plus guys eventually... mentioned...
1: Eventually, the creatures north of the wall have to hit the wall if they want to go south of the wall. Well,
2: by creatures, do you mean wildlings or do you mean white walkers? Do you mean both?
1: I mean the ones that have died before.
2: Yeah, no, you're you're right. At some point, that has to come to a head. Uh, but at least for right now, we know uh, that Mance raider and his army uh, is is marching on the wall from the north, but that there's also a contingent that has been sent over the wall to right. – Attack from the south. So a lot is brewing in the north, and uh, of course we have a whole series of characters uh, who we left at the end of season three uh, who have ventured or are beginning to venture beyond the wall. Uh, so while Jon and Sam are returning, Bran and Hodor and Mira and Jojen are on their way north. The
1: world is just so big and – you really think of these pivotal moments in the series, like the wall is has such a finality to it. it's like you're crossing the line there, you know into the unknown, and uh it's the same line, it's the same unknown that the uh wildlings are trying to get away from, so it's 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 fun to see the two different you know yeah. sets of characters going opposite directions for different reasons,
2: yeah, you know, not having read the books, the question that I wanted to throw out there is we hear a lot about the three eyed raven but Really, what is Brand's purpose going beyond the wall? I mean, what could possibly be there I, that I he's know. going to i think
1: he's I think he's stupid. I really don't think he should be north of the wall.
2: I think his powers mean something,
0: and he's been seeing this recurring image so much you know i I just think there's got to be something to it. We just don't know it yet
1: you, you always hear about well, follow your dreams is the saying, but he actually literally is doing that.
0: Um, <laughs> I mean, if in the most literal sense yeah who
1: who can fault him for that? The dreams are coming from somewhere, and if north of the wall there exists uh some sort of answer um in a tangible form, whether it's the children of the forest and they're gonna you know speak to him about it or if he'll just find maybe a relic or i don't know a big ball of light. Uh, that it's is the master the source, sword, source of all his, uh, yeah, his dreams. You know that's in answers, Kokiri
2: Forest, though. <laughs> he's
1: he's the one character for whom answers may actually be up, you know. But it's twined in with the first man. I mean, he's got the, he sees the three eyed raven. He also has the um, the capabilities, and it all comes from somewhere. And that somewhere has always been said to be north. So he's just going for his destiny. And why the hell not? You know, it's it's really. One of the only options left for him, considering how unsafe it is, to be a Stark in Westeros, south of the Wall.
2: Well, let's uh, go really far south right now. Uh, We spent a lot of time in the north. Let's talk about King's Landing because there's a lot of characters there, and a lot is going to take place there this season. The Lannisters are in power. They have been uh, for really the the last two seasons. and what are what are everybody's thoughts? We left Tyrion having uh, really fallen from power uh, at the beginning of season three. He's married to Sansa now. She doesn't seem too happy with him. But everybody loves Tyrion. Uh, so the hope is that he will be around for a long, long time to come.
1: I'm guessing that as long as Oprah and Martell doesn't cause too much damage, he will be.
2: Yes, so a new character, obviously, in, in Oberyn Martell, who we've seen a lot of in the previews. And we know his backstory from having read uh, the first two books. There's, They touch on it a little bit. I forget exactly uh, what scenes uh, it's mentioned in, but clearly he has a vendetta against the Lannisters. Uh, if, in fact, the it was Tywin who gave the orders to the Mountain uh, to kill his sister and his niece and his nephew— uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that will all play itself out. And we know the mountain has been recast for what the third time. Yep. Uh,
1: who? Who? He
2: likes that? to chop the heads off of horses. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Tell your father I'm here. Well,
1: uh, either way, he's the Hound's brother, and the Hound is more familiar and more consistent uh, in the show. And I enjoy the Hound. I can't wait for Arya's uh, story. But you know, you mentioned King's Landing, and. King's Landing is is the seat of power. It's it's where it, it's where it all is is going on. And you know it's a little hard to speculate as to whether the Lannisters will be on top at the end of this season. You know that's ten episodes away, um, so ten, 10 long episodes. And I think the Lannisters are probably on the whole, if I could prognosticate, um, will remain in power throughout this season. But they'll probably suffer uh, some losses, like from Oberyn Martell, whatever he can dig up on them, um. And a number of other changes. And uh, Stannis' army is going to grow stronger. All this other stuff is going to happen to to challenge them.
2: Yeah, I, I think we saw uh, Stannis licking his wounds a lot last season. and didn't really make much uh, of a power play aside from burning leeches in a fire. Uh, and, you know, reconnecting a bit uh, with Davos and establishing him uh, as... Really, his his right hand man once again, despite Melisandre. So, I want to see what Stannis's plan is going to be moving forward. You know where he chooses to pick his battles, and does he continue to follow this Lord of Light, or does he go in another direction?
0: Well, I think that we were left at such a, a high point with his character last season, with him being. The largest man in charge to get the message and to really take it seriously. The the words of what's coming from the north and, and the wildling situation, in addition to the more supernatural stuff that's going on.
1: Yeah, and his trick with the leeches was kind of cool too. <laughs> naming names, and then of course I always think of Dragonstone as being east, but I don't think it's east at all. Uh, it's certainly not es- Essos. Essos, where uh, which is the other land where Danny is. And Danny is is somebody who we've seen in the previews, the very limited, pre- well, I wouldn't say very limited previews we've had, because it seems like there are a lot of them. But Danny is in this huge city, and there's a, a throne room of some sort, and I think she's going to come into it. Um, we're going to actually see Danny have to rule the eight thousand slaves plus more she just freed. She has to people manage <laughs> on on such a, a macro scale um, in this season, and, and she's either going to come into the role of Misa, uh, or have to let a lot of them, you know, go in order to achieve her goal. I, I hope it doesn't, uh, distract her, you know, uh, having, you know, from her goal. Like, I hope there's not just a, a, a season where she's like, I'm going to be more of a mother to these people and and not, you know, kind of dig in. Yeah,
2: no, no doubt. I mean, and you want to see something begin to develop, uh, for her in terms of making her way back west because ultimately that's what everybody is waiting for. I I think even in the books you get really kind of stuck on this qu- side quest of hers, you could even call it. <laughs> she's working her way through slavers bay, you know, she's in astapor, then she's in yunkai and now she's moving on to Marine uh in this season and she's really doing much of the same everywhere that she goes, right? She's freeing the people and she's giving them the choice to stay with her or to, you know, do their own thing. And, but ultimately it's their choice and the numbers are going to start to add up because let's face it, when you have that many mouths to feed and to take care of, uh, it can become burdensome. Uh, So, you know, as we've talked about on other shows, Does freedom have its cost for a lot of these people? uh, And has she, in fact, made them better off? That's a a question probably we can spend an entire episode debating. But her dragons are growing. Um, She hasn't been very good at heeding counsel uh, from Jorah and from Sir Barristan. And Dario. uh, And Dario, who has been recast this season. Uh, I heard I heard a ton about that from people that I work with. Um they were very upset that the uh man with the gold flowing locks uh or was it was it blonde was he a blonde? I, don't, I can't remember. Yeah, it was dirty blonde. Dirty, dirty blonde. Yeah. He's yeah, not there anymore. Sishwater blonde. <laughs> so all the ladies were very upset about that. It's going to be uh, a season for Danny where hopefully she starts to make some plans to take this Iron Throne. I mean, yeah, she has because she's gathering an army, but at some point, you got to move west.
1: Yeah, it's like, I mean, just travel time-wise, it'll take her just as long to go west as it did east, you would think. Or, or well, it's not true because she'll have ships and she was on foot.
2: I just
0: think good things come to those who wait. And, you know, we started with her in a very different situation in the series. And she's even gone to much more meager situations than that. I mean, she was with her people basically – Starving and dying of thirst in the in the desert for so long, in the wastes, and and now she's here. So I feel like it's progress on a grand scale, comparatively speaking, to the time that she spent.
2: No, you're right. And dragons have to grow. She's not going to go over there unless she can probably sit atop one of them, and they're not in a place to do that right now.
1: Gosh, travel by dragon. That, <laughs> I didn't even think about that.
2: Sounds good. We're going to be introduced to even and some characters that may resurface that. Haven't shown their faces for a bit of time, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, But I know we did ask on Twitter listeners to share with us what they are most looking forward to about season four. Would you like to do the honors, Eric?
1: I will do the honors. Here is, uh, or here are, some tweets from our listeners as to what they're looking forward to in season four. Break
0: it down for us.
1: Yeah. First up, we have Westerosian Potter, who says a very special royal wedding. And also the new places in the opening sequence. Oh, we got an opening sequence fan. You know that's always fun, seeing a completely Mm -hmm. new, seeing the camera go in a completely different direction and having a new, you know, uh, stick fort be built up. (laughs)
2: Stick fort or dread fort. I counted two.
1: So thank you for sending that in, Westerosian Potter. The next one is from Mikal, um, who says the Lannis, oh, this is a quote the Lannisters are not the only ones who pay their debts. that uh, That's, of course, from one of the previews. Uh, hashtag all men must die. Tori Targaryen, wonder what she's gonna say. Uh, to begin with, Lannisters, Starks, Dragons, and the Red Viper, season four will be a curious one. Wonder how it will sit with people. Hmm. So there's some doubt here that uh, perhaps this season is a little different from all the others in a in a possibly misunderstood way
0: Or maybe she's being mysterious mm. Trying to mislead you, Eric
1: <laughs> Well, the most misleading thing Comes in our next tweet From Erica Who seems to have Somehow found, How do you do an emoticon That's a princess with a tiara?
2: She did it I don't know how she did it on Twitter But she did it Well, is she the same person Did the camel? Or did you, did you do that? No, the ca- somebody else did the camel Unless it's the same person Why that's is it my-
1: so big in the document? Is it this big on Twitter? I looks It looks <laughs> wonderful It's, it's, it's just wonderful. Anyway, Erica, uh, says to us, I can't wait to watch Danny and her dragons continue to conquer. She's such a bad, ass bitch, uh, bad ass bitch. Bad asterisk. Ram Dent, I wonder if that's Ramsey Dent, says, since all her other scenes have been sad, I can't wait for Sansa to have some positive scenes. Also, Lannister interaction. I agree. Um, specifically, Cersei and uh, Jamie, I'm looking forward to. Yeah,
0: and Ramden, you put a winky face inside of uh, parentheticals there. I like that. Yeah,
1: that ruins the smiley face.
0: <laughs> I, I see it. It's not a double-chin winky. I can see what he's doing <laughs> with, a, with a very contoured hat on. <laughs> That's uh, a <laughs> contoured hat. <laughs> what I was just
2: going to say, though, is about Sansa. We know uh, that she's moving locations uh, based on trailers this year. And uh, I really liked in the first episode, and I'm not going to go into detail here, but I think in this season, you're really going to see a change in her. You're going to see just her overall perspective, her overall behavior. Um She's been building to this over the last couple of seasons, and I think that she may become people's one of people's favorite characters.
1: What? See, everybody said that from the beginning. They were like Sansa's such a badass. Maybe not at first, well, because but she you totally see her grow. Be-
2: she she's this whining little girl in you know the early parts of season one, and you know with the way she's treated by Joffrey. Uh, the you way know, she, she treats she, Arya. The way she treats Arya. Um, but she's in enam- she's enamored with Joffrey right early on, yeah. and it causes her to act a certain way. But remember, she's, she's also. You know, a teenager. And I think even though she's still a teenager, right, in theory, uh, as we go from season to season, she matures and she starts to very much become a player of the game. And she understands it a lot more. And I think a lot of that has to do with her being around Joffrey, being around Cersei, um, you know, aligning herself a little bit uh, with uh, the Tyrells uh her interactions with Baelish who you know obviously we're going to see a bit more of this season and i oh, think good. that it it makes her much more of a powerful character and i'm looking forward to uh her in season 4. We heard
1: from the Lady Ash uh who said looking forward to seeing characters grow, new locations. The Lady lo-
2: Ash and i are on the same page.
1: Characters growing, new locations. The royal wedding and simply all of our reactions to season four. That's, well, I
0: would agree with that. I, I'm looking forward to the public reacting to this very much so. Just because I, I think it's wonderful that we all get to share this experience together all at the same time. And there's places like Wick and there's places like Goon, et cetera, that are able to sort of channel some of that attention just for a moment and then everyone gets their voice heard. So
2: it's just, it's good fun. This royal w- wedding, right? Another RW. Uh, will it play out <laughs> the same way, uh, question mark, but it seems like people, th- there's not as much of an anticipation, um, you know, it, the way that there was for the red wedding. And obviously having, knowing that the red wedding has come in past and people have seen it, there's reaction videos, all this other stuff. I- I'm, I'm really surprised at that, you know, weddings have not been traditionally, a very positive experience uh even even Tyrion and Sansa you know when he he wasn't tall enough to put the uh cloak around her neck and you know Joffrey kind of sat there and snickered and yeah. there was that infighting between the Lannisters during the ceremony afterwards right. uh, or the party afterwards uh, and so I'm I'm surprised that there hasn't been more talk about this wedding. More importantly than all the other weddings
0: in the series so far, this is the royal wedding. So we can expect to see a large expanse of characters from many different places coming together in one place on one occasion and interacting with each other. So just the promise of that alone offers up the ability for so much to happen. If you really think about it, so much can really happen when all of these people are sort of smashed into one place at once. So and drunk. it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. Yeah, exactly. And, and drinking and, and, you know, everything else that happens at a place like this so it, it should be a fun time
1: well here's uh just a few more comments here than we got from twitter this one this next one is from sand snake who says the arrival of the dornish and leading them prince Oberon N- Nimeros Nimeros N- Nimeros. i'm gonna go Nimerios, not no Mm-mm. Martel. Nope. there you go uh akin says Looking forward to a new badass soundtrack from Ramin Jawadi. Then we heard from Joe, who says, Definitely the Red Viper, and hopefully getting some questions answered from the books about Tywin. Sorry, I can't be more specific.
0: Thanks, Joe. Don't apologize. You know, we
1: heard from uh, Alicia Seymour, who says, I'm looking most forward to a specific scene in the royal wedding. Cannot wait. Uh, we heard from Exeter. Who says, the North remembering <laughs> and angry egret? You know, we hear all the time, the North remembers, the North remembers. Is this the season where we finally see it happen?
2: Mm, don't know. Have to watch and see.
1: Okay. And Exeter also tweeted us and said, oh, and everybody's favorite combo of Arya and her puppy.
2: Disney film. They, they could do a comedy uh, off spin. I feel like we it about them. every... No, like, those two, we'll, we'll talk more about it Uh afterwards, uh, you know, after we see the premiere, one of the characters that has been really a question mark in terms of just what the hell is he up to uh, is Littlefinger, right? I mean, true. He's been a power player since season one, uh, him and Virus, and we're still not sure what their end game is. You know, what is their big plan? And I think, you know, as this season plays itself out, we will learn more about Littlefinger, both about his history, uh, you know, where he comes from, uh, as well as you know, what is it that he's ultimately looking to achieve here. Kevin Lysander on Twitter tweeted us and he said, uh, he's one of my favorite characters and I can't wait to see how the show will adapt his material. A lot of fans out there obviously looking forward to seeing just how Baelish will be worked in to this ever expanding story uh that we're seeing on screen. I'm just ready to see him again in the show.
1: Yeah. He's 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 great. He's always there. He's always in the background with a like a smirk, you know, and, and his hands crossed planning
2: stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually I uh I took a quiz earlier oh, this week gosh. and I was put into House <laughs> Bailey. <Baelish. laughs> I took one too. Oh no. I got Captain Picard though, so a little
0: uh, different What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I did. I was so happy Oh, my gosh, because those questions were so difficult. I'm but, sure it wasn't the yeah. same quiz. <laughs> no, I, it could have been, though, honestly. <laughs> Baelish
1: and Jean-Luc Picard. Also
0: on Twitter, Aaron May tweets toward us just one word. Well, actually two, but one that is important. Brienne, always. And so I guess this raises the point that we will get to see Brienne and what's happened to her and Jamie after all. This has been
2: resoluted, if that's a word. Resolved. Yes, Uh-oh. there we go. Resolved. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to see uh Jamie back in King's Landing uh interacting with his family uh for the first time. Uh we saw him with Cersei towards the end of season 3 and how all these relationships are going to play themselves out, especially now that he is down a hand and really can't serve in the same kind of capacity uh at least currently uh that he used to um being a member of uh the King's Guard. So Jamie is in a unique situation and Brienne is in King's Landing too and she's trying to make good on a promise that she made to Catelyn uh, whether or not Catelyn's dead let's see if that plays into it uh you know and, and will she still feel the need to fulfill her duty uh and a lot of uh i don't know it's it's, it's so much still has to play itself out here
0: well there's just an interesting twist there because their mission, the thing that Jamie did agree to, was basically to release the Stark girls back to their family. And now one of the Stark girls is married to his brother. So with them arriving back at King's Landing and us finally getting to see what happens, I think not only the exchanges between just Brienne and Jamie, because they've been through so much, so I kind of feel like they're going to be such good friends because they've been through so much. It's kinda like Braun and Tyrion and his shit that happened in the Vale. It's like we've gone through some danger together and because of all of that, um, in the midst of all these other people who are so politically driven, I think that we can connect on a totally different level. So not only seeing him with his family, but seeing I guess part of his new family around him while all this is happening, because he's a changed guy. I
1: predict that Jamie and Brienne will adopt Sansa. (laughs) It seems like the perfect marriage of of um I was I going to say, the, the, the of the vow that they, they all took. You know, um, Brienne promised to get Sansa to safety. Jamie agreed to be traded for her. And Brienne and Jamie along the route happened to fall for each other a little bit. Um, and so I think that's what's going to happen.
0: Well, everyone on Twitter is excited about the Red Viper. We all know that Oprah and is going to make his appearance finally. And that's beautiful and great. But TV Boss on Twitter is excited about something else that we haven't necessarily brought up yet. He says, The wedding of Joffrey and Marjorie. That's what he's looking forward to. But he thinks she will own Cersei after that. And that's something we haven't thought about yet with Marjorie being the actual queen once this is said and done. Right. You know, because what happens to Cersei once Joffrey gets married and there's a new queen that's giving food to the city?
2: She's not going to last very long. It's very clear that uh, they don't have a great relationship. And it was pointed out just in the exchanges between the two of them last season. uh, There's no love lost there. And Cersei's not looking forward to being um a mother-in-law right to uh to marjorie and <laughs> right. it's clear that the queen of thorns uh does not really have a high opinion of many of the lannisters with the, i th- with the exception of maybe uh tyrion i think she likes tyrion or tywin i think she has respect for tywin i don't know if she really likes tywin um no. but but we did see the them going back and forth uh with words battling with words um last season where they were talking about Arranging all these marriages, so Marjorie is going to be in a position of power, right? She's going to be Queen of Westeros. And
0: well, I just think after all of a sudden, it's going to be interesting to hear people call Cersei Lady Cersei instead of Your Grace. <laughs> like that downgrade, we haven't got to quite see yet. It's going to be good.
1: I think Tyrion's going to throw it in her face. It'll be brilliant.
2: Uh, but uh, our good friend there also uh, tweeted us earlier. I didn't put his his initial tweet in, which just said boobs. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought this second tweet was a bit more thoughtful. That's through. implied.
0: <laughs> it's
1: a new yes. Game of Thrones season. There's gonna be some new
2: So but I, I do have to say I like the way that uh Amy Christina summed it up. She just says everything, all of it, the whole damn thing I'm so pumped. Ditto, Amy. So we just spent all that time for no reason. Amy just summed up everything perfectly. We're really just going to now release an episode with just her tweet in it. And that's going to be your your companion for uh, today before the premiere.
0: Did you guys just hear what Micah said? The premiere later this evening. Let's yes. all remember that as this episode is waning to a close. We wanted to come ...to you on this last day before it happened. But know that after this is being finished, after the music is done, and after you may hear one or two outtakes, that is it. The next Game of Owns episode you will hear will be beginning on Season 4.
2: We have been reading you tweets, which you can, of course, send in to us yourselves if you didn't do so already. And I think this is a great time for Eric to jump in and tell us all the different ways uh, that you can reach us here on Game of Owns.
1: If it's on Twitter, you can tweet us at Game of Owns or find our Twitter news feed at twitter.com slash Game of Owns. On Facebook, you can scroll upon our wall. by Do so by going to facebook.com slash Game of Owns. And you can always contact us via, uh, via Raven or Owl or however that happens. Email. At contact at GameOfOwns.com. dot com.
2: Yes, and you can also leave us some feedback on iTunes, a nice little rate and review here in the month of April. Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. So listeners can find our show and enjoy Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire, not just with us but with all of you. Right? I mean that's that's what we're we're all about here. We're all about being one big happy community, but. um Seriously, as the season starts to get underway later on tonight, uh, it's really a great way to let other fans know that we exist. So going on and giving a review helps us out, and we do really appreciate it. So I'm going to be nice here before the season begins. Oh, It's the beginning of a new month, beginning of a new season. I'm turning over a new leaf. Uh, we do have a couple of reviews here. The last few reviews uh, before the season begins – So uh, these are very important because they are most likely the ones that people will see when they click on most recent reviews. If they do. If they do. Uh, (laughs) The first one comes from Ren Winchester, who uh, uses the title Awesome Job, and they say, really enjoying the podcast. Keep up the good work. Uh, Thanks, so Ren. Thank you for that uh, quick review. Black Eyed Lily says uh, As season four of Game of Thrones draws near, I want to take the opportunity to praise the Game of Thrones podcast. They cover diverse topics within the Game of Thrones fan base and offer year round opportunities to stay connected with Game of Thrones. I'm looking forward to following Game of Thrones season four show reviews with the Goo Gang. Goo Gang. Ooh. Goo Gang. And uh, finding out what they plan for the next Goo on season. I like that review. I do I'm too. Like Goo Gang. Goo Gang. I think that's a five star review, don't you? Not, not that she gave us five stars. I'm saying like her, what she said is worth five stars. It's
0: like she's someone's parent that works on the show, and she's just giving us like a pep <laughs> talk before season four starts. Uh, I don't think anyone here, Eric, I don't think anyone's mom goes under the alias of Black Eyed Lily yet. How weird. But I mean, it's it's a very it's a very nice yes review. We can't thank you
2: enough. Very nice. Uh, and finally, Sir Oliver Black, who's titled his review. Imp Slaps Owns and Micah's threats. That's you. That ah. is me. <laughs> uh this podcast is pure awesomeness. I listened to three Game of Thrones podcasts, and this one is by far the best one. Well, thank oh. you, Sir Oliver. The hosts are funny and engaging, and come on and come on, what Game of Thrones podcast had Hodor on it, five starts. Five starts. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is better than stars, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's like the grown up version of
0: yeah, stars. I like it. Five starts. Thank you, sir Oliver Black, for your kind review well, i guess that's it right i mean hey
1: we're gonna see you on the other side of season four
0: i'm glad to be here with you guys it's the day that it's all happening we got all of our friends listening at home or in their cars or at work when their bosses aren't watching and it's just it's special
2: it is i just enjoy doing this that that's the best part of it i mean i think we all do like we all love getting together and, and recording this podcast and we're here i think we should count down to end the show can we have a group hug first? We can have a group hug. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's have a group
0: hug, right, everybody? Hug, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a hug. It's kind of all like right. a hug. I'm hugging you, Eric. Do you hear me? Or do you? Excuse me. Do you feel me? I'm hugging I, you. I
2: feel the warmth coming off your body, Micah. I do. I do. Oh, this is such a good hug. All right, are you ready to count down? <laughs> yes. Did, did the strings start playing yet?
0: The strings are playing. These numbers have nothing to do with your personal countdown. You could be listening to this on Tuesday for all we know. But we're gonna do it anyway. You ready, guys? All right, let's do it from 10 from 5 cuz the music's short uh, wait no we should probably do from 10 ready 10 we'll get
2: that damn violinist to play longer 10, ten nine, 9 8, eight, eight seven, seven, 7 6, six, six five, 5 4, four, four three, 3
0: 2, two one, 1 1
1: game of thrones Dang. time <laughs>
2: Ended on one, and then that's when it really—that's when music the music hits, goes on, yeah. yeah.